Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lumos. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as your friendly tech wizard and former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the Flannel Wizard, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Hey, ya, Schön, dass ihr da seid. Willkommen zurück to our little cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. Come on in. This is the 29th episode of Shell Cottage Radio in which we will discuss chapter 4 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets at Flourish and Blots. And today we have, thanks to Melissa who first introduced us to her videos, another special Potter creator as a guest on our podcast. She is an actress and comedian known on TikTok, Instagram, and other platforms as Magic by Michaela. She creates mostly Harry Potter and Star Wars themed short videos, but also sketches within other fandoms. Welcome to the cottage, Michaela. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's so good to have you here. You know, we did a little bit of a mini introduction, but we love to ask our guests to introduce themselves a little bit. So, Michaela, who are you? What do you do? Also, where did you just return from? <laughs> I'm Michaela. My username is at Magic by Michaela, and I make fandom content, but mostly Harry Potter videos. And I really like making comedy videos. So I really like making funny Harry Potter skits. Um, and I just came back from a fun event. This was actually my first event as a creator. Mm -hmm. that I went to. So I got to fly to LA and I went to Box Lunch's holiday gala. Um, if you don't know what Box Lunch is, they sell really cool fandom merch and yes. they were having this charity gala to support Feeding America. So that was really fun to be able to, you know, be part of a good cause for my very yes. first creator event I've been to. That is amazing. I mean, first of all, your videos are hilarious. Like we we love watching your videos. They're so funny and they're super entertaining. And we, we just love even like scrolling back to the old videos. It's so cool. And also that you went to box. I mean, we they are um, most of the time they are like in we can find them in malls, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Yes, we love going there and just checking out what new, what kind of merch they have, and they have a lot of Harry Potter stuff too. They do. Um, they have a lot of really like cool Harry Potter stuff. Star Wars and Gim Ghibli, right? Studio yeah. Ghibli and all that stuff, and it's perfect. Their name is Box Lunch, and they they um did like a yeah. gala to feed America. Yeah, and they actually that's that's why they're called Box Lunch because that's part yeah. of their whole company is to every ten dollars people spend, they donate like one meal. So that's sort mm -hmm. of what they were founded on. So yeah, that okay. was that was exciting to be able to be a part of that. And Simu Liu from Shang-Chi was there. And I'm a huge fan of his. So <laughs> yeah, that was him, wild. I was losing my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's a great movie. That's yeah, he's he's, uh, he's awesome. I could I, I saw your your um your post about that. And I was like, what? Where is Michaela? At? What is she doing? <laughs> so that is so amazing. Yeah. Did you like did they they send you an invitation to that? They did. Uh, yeah. They did. Yeah, and, and did you go did you get to go with a friend or um 
I did. So I actually went with my friend Vince, who I know from the Harry Potter trivia show that was on HBO. We oh my goodness. For that. And mm-hmm. I, I wasn't on it. He ended up making it to the show. I didn't, but we became friends through that. And I just thought, you know, if I'm going to a fun fandom event, that that's, that's the friend to take. <laughs> Cause he also. Awesome. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder, did you ever come across uh, Tiffany? Is that the same event? Tiffany? Yeah, it was the same one. So we had, we had our friend uh, Tiffany from the Swish and Flick podcast. Uh, she's one of their hosts. She like she tried to to get on same thing. I think she was updating people and got to the final sort of. I don't know if it was like round or whatever. And yeah. then ultimately didn't didn't make it. Yeah. But it was like I was like, you're doing what? Where? Like what's going yeah. on? So cool. Wait, so you tried out for for the trivia show? I did. I did. And um, I. So I made it to the final six for Ravenclaw. So we all got flown out to LA and we got to spend a week in the hotel hanging out with each other. It was just so much fun. It kind of felt like a little mini Harry Potter convention. Yes. Yeah. And um, so they only only picked three out of the six. So I wasn't one of the three, but I still got to watch the show being filmed. And, you know, we all became really great friends from the experience. So it was amazing. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. cool. And it's always different, you know, when you get to meet each other in person and hang out for a little bit and, you know, it's, it's, it's different than just knowing each other from social media, from the internet. I I bet that was fun. Uh, How many days was that? Was that just a weekend or how how long was that? So it was a little less than a week. I think we were in LA and because they had this final casting session, they had, they picked out outfits for all of us in case we were going to make it to the show. And we actually didn't know who was going to be picked until we were seated in the audience and they called out people's names. So it was, it was genuine surprise when when they people but it we had become such good friends at that point Mm -hmm. that even those of us that weren't picked we were just still so excited for our friends who got chosen because we were all rooting for each other so it was really great you know but potter fans are always so supportive and friendly it's really nice yeah we learned that too and we we love the community just like the star wars community it's a really really good community to be in and everyone's really friendly and you can just be yourself and we love that about it um yeah we were actually going to ask you uh how did you how did you come across Harry Potter? When did you first, you know, either read your first book or saw the first movie? And um, yeah. yeah, how did you go from there? So I was actually, I feel like I was just slightly late to the game when it comes to fandom. So I started reading when I was 12. So I was about the yeah. right age. But Harry Perfect. Potter had been popular for a few years before that, before mm-hmm. I got into it. I actually didn't start reading the books until after I saw the fifth movie. There was something about the fifth movie. Yeah. And that's why Order of the Phoenix is my favorite book and movie, because something about that movie just really made me want to read the books. Yeah. And so I, you know, my mom, every time she went grocery shopping, she used to drop me off at the library because I used to love to just sit in the library and read books. After I saw the fifth movie and she dropped me off in the library when she was grocery shopping, I picked out Order of the Phoenix and I started reading it. And then I took it home and I got about maybe, you know, a third of the way through when I realized I need to start this series from the beginning. This is, I need to, I need to read this from the start. And that's sort of how I fell in love with Harry Potter. So I have a very special place in my heart for the fifth book and movie because that, yeah. that was my entryway into the fandom. Oh, that's awesome. I actually, the 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 fifth book was actually the first book that I owned myself because oh. the first four books, my mother 
always gifted to my brother when he, you know, when, when was Christmas or his birthday, he got the new Harry Potter book. And then I asked for Christmas for the fifth. And my brother, my brother was so upset because he, he was like, you know, my mom's like, why are you upset? It's in the family. You could read it. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. no, I want the book, not my little sister. <laughs> oh gosh that's so cute yeah I was very proud because it's also the biggest like the thickest book so yeah Mm -hmm. a long book um okay so we also wanted to ask you and I think so if you are if anyone's watching the video version of this they'll already kind of know um (laughs) but just for our audio listeners uh what would what is your Hogwarts house so I am a Ravenclaw I took the (laughs) (laughs) I took the the sorting test on okay what was then Pottermore about four times and I got Ravenclaw each time. So I'm a, I'm a very solid Ravenclaw. Okay. Okay. Solid. Wow. Yeah. Lottie is as well. And she's over here. Uh, she, I think that's, that's why she likes you so much. <laughs> she's just like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I, I'm, I'm a Hufflepuff in case you didn't know. So I'm, I'm very, um, I love Hufflepuff. We, we need more Hufflepuffs in the world. So I'm always encouraging people to, you know, yes, yeah. definitely. even as a Ravenclaw, I think Hufflepuff is objectively the best house. I think we should all want mm-hmm. to be yeah right I so, mean... so, so okay you know Michaela now I also you're you're like my number one Harry Potter content creator out there okay you know what I just <laughs> that makes me feel so good hopefully but we're chill we like yes. to eat food we like to hang out we oh, like yeah. to party you know what have a good time I don't know who would want to be friends with us and I know just, I mean also Cedric you know I mean come on he's like representing everybody in the Triwizard Tournament it just I I don't even I don't get why I was where for real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt this. I was out Halloween just just uh, happened. And we're, uh, we're both teachers. I'm walking through. I don't even know if I told you this. Yes, sweetie. I was walking through um, the school with my robes on with my my Hufflepuff robes. And I had some some students say to me, you know, that's not even a real house, right? That's a joke. Oh, what? And I was like, whoa. So at, I was pretending to be a Hogwarts <laughs> student. I took that robe off and said, come here, young man. And so <laughs> detention slip comes out. You know? It was crazy, crazy. But I was like, no, I can't believe the, the, I mean, the people who diss Hufflepuff, I just don't understand it. No, so, Huff- anyway. no, people disrespect Hufflepuff way too much. And Hufflepuff is, is the best house. You know, it's just, it's jealousy. It's jealousy. Everyone wants to be Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why. Yes. Well, do, do you think you have a second house, Michaela? Oh, that is. That is, you know, people ask me that a lot and I genuinely don't know. I feel like, okay. I feel like I'm that? a pretty solid mix. Yes, you can. Because I, I would, I, like if I had you not have worn the shirt and everything today, I was thinking you were like a, a Gryffindor. I thought you were like, and maybe it's because I see all of your content where you are pretending to be Gryffindor or you're Harry yeah. or whoever and doing stuff, you know? So, but I I also think you get that Gryffindor spirit a little bit too. So Thank you. I, I, I yeah. definitely do identify with that sort of Gryffindor spirit and, you know, I, I I do maybe unfortunately identify a bit with how they all sort of want, you know, glory and they, you know, they're all, they're all sort of like that. But um, I'm not very brave. I jump when the toaster you know, goes off. <laughs> I do well, not have bravery. Maybe we have a Raven Rin. Raven Rin? Raven Rin. Raven Oh, I like that. It's always weird, though, if Slytherin is your second house, it doesn't make a good name. You know, like <laughs> all those crossover hybrid door yeah, or yeah. Ravenpuff. But Ravenpuff. Like, Ravenpuff is a cute one. It <laughs> is. Yeah. Actually, I am a Ravenpuff. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Lottie's very much a foodie. It was very funny <laughs> when we first met. 
we actually talked about our Hogwarts houses and I told Ez that Ravenclaw was always my number one because for some reason when I watched the first movie I I just felt no one was talking about Ravenclaw but somehow I felt so drawn to that house you know like everyone obviously liked either Gryffindor or Slytherin Hufflepuff I I guess was also one of the houses that was you know one of the minor houses but no one really talked about Ravenclaw in the first movie yeah there was no character that was in Ravenclaw that you could kind of relate to but somehow I don't know why I was immediately they had they sold uh drinks in like the house like in cups with the house on it right yeah yeah and I begged my mom to get me one of those because I wanted one. to take it home. It was a Ravenclaw cup. And I took you're a true Ravenclaw. I, I think I am. I, but I got on the Pottermore test. Mm-hmm. I got a Hufflepuff once and Ravenclaw once. And then I told as he was like, oh, I'm not so sure if you're really a Ravenclaw. And I'm like, let's settle this <laughs> once and for all. And we took I took another one live Lot. with him. Yeah, I was watching. I was and like... he was watching me answer the questions. And I was like, I'm going to answer them truthfully. Not, you know, sometimes you feel like you can guess which answer is you know stands for which house and i was like no 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 no. i'm answering them as i really feel like you know the answer would be and he's like that is never going to be a huffle uh never going to be a ravenclaw yeah the answers were totally not ravenclaw i literally think every question was like do you like food do you like food do you like food and she was like yes yes yes, yes, yes." (laughs) and i was like there's no way that's coming after ravenclaw but i mean obviously and it was ravenclaw so so it was it was it's meant to be your ravenclaw yeah (laughs) Legit. And I mean, we have the best common room. We have the best view up there. We do. We do. And oh, all the, the ceiling with the stars. Amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, extra question I just kind of thought about because um, Lottie's very much into ambience videos. Have you seen any of the um, ambience videos on YouTube where they do the common rooms and stuff like that? Do you ever play those? I used to when I was in school. I used to play those in the background while I was studying because it just uh, gives me, me so motivation. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's like when I'm doing my normal schoolwork, that's boring. I don't want to do that when I'm pretending I'm doing Hogwarts schoolwork. Yes. That's motivating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That I survived uh, college because of the videos. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Okay. Um, Okay. A couple more questions here. Uh, We've got favorite book. And I think you've already kind of talked about that a little bit, right? So favorite book slash movie is essentially uh, order. Yes. It's funny. I feel like a lot of people say they don't like that one because it it is long. And I I do know that parts Mm -hmm. of it toward the middle end sort of start to drag. But I just feel like that book has some of the most world building. It really, mm-hmm. I, I the length, it feels the most immersive. You really feel like you're going through the school year with Harry. Yes. Yep. And I also feel like that's one of the books and movies that has the most clear character arc for Harry. There's like yeah. a really well-told story within that book. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So is it, would your movie be the same? So you still feel like the, because you said that's the one you saw first, right? Yes. Kind of, yeah. And I okay. do really like Michael Goldenberg as a screenwriter. He, Steve Cloves wrote the rest of them and he only wrote the fifth movie. That's the only one that wasn't written by Steve Cloves. And I just really like the way he characterizes um, like Ron and the other characters. I feel like he did a great job. So I really like his writing the best. Okay, nice. Wow, okay, that's cool. Well, that's so interesting to hear, you know, from a screenwriter's or, you know, from a perspective where you're interested in the writing because I was just on a podcast about Rings of Power and we were a mix of different guests on there and one of them um she is a screenwriter or they do they have a screen or a podcast where they analyze films or movies from the perspective of a screenwriter so I learned a lot about that and and learned to appreciate that more through her so that's cool yeah 
Oh, wow. Yeah. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um. So you, I mean, you understand a little bit about it because you're an actress yourself, right? I am. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a, by any means a screenwriter, but I, I, I do act. Yes. I mostly just do commercial acting because yeah. where I live, that's the market here. That's the work that's available. But yeah, mm-hmm. I do act <laughs> for my main job. Yeah. Um, Michaela, random question. My buddy, and I, this, this is a shot in the dark here. I, I, it might not be, but there's a commercial director. He's a commercial director director um his name is jordan brady he directs a lot of different commercials that's kind of what he's he lives in la but i'm not sure i'm not sure if he does sort of the um the the same thing but anyways he he has a great uh podcast on directing commercials and my my old co-host um matt it's his his cousin so he does a lot of commercial directing and it's crazy the amount of work that goes into those and and the stuff that you have to people don't realize how how much is involved in in those commercial shoots so it, it uh, is it's only when you're, you know, you're, you do a shoot for two days and then it's a, it's a 15 second commercial, right? Yeah. It's like right. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So you were just, at, what was the one, um, cause you, you had a great Q and a going the other day on your Instagram. Is that still up or is that just, is it something you, it is, it's under my, uh, highlights, my story highlights. Your highlights. Okay. So I encourage people to go check that out. Cause you answered a lot of different questions there too. And so we're just kind of hitting a few here, but that you, you, I was watching all those, uh, d- what was the one, I feel like there was a product that you were, you were in or something and I, I like I like looked at Lottie and I was just like oh my god like that's that's just because she's from Germany and so me being here it was something that I that I recognized I have to go back and look and see but I just was shocked at how at how I did not know that you were in commercials and stuff like that I <laughs> just knew you as a Harry Potter content creator and which I think is freaking awesome and then there's this whole other thing you live out you know uh on the west coast there in, in that world I just think it's it's cool it's a whole different you know world it's a different type of job um so yeah yeah no it's it's really it's really fun I feel like a lot of the acting work that I did sort of transfers very well to content creation yeah like I I mean and even just on the technical side like I had all the equipment that I have for auditions like my ring light my camera and everything Mm -hmm. so things really came in handy when I started making content so it sort of fed into that very (laughs) nicely yeah Yeah. I was gonna ask uh, did you did acting get you into content creation is that how you came up with the idea or did, was it almost like you started creating funny videos you, you know almost for yourself like for yourself because you thought why not and then kind of took off yeah I actually I, I didn't know that there was you know the pottergram that Harry Potter Instagrams or fandom Instagrams were even a thing until yeah. I did the tournament of houses show and um oh, when okay. I the finalist and on the show there were a few people there who were Harry Potter content creators or you know mm-hmm. did other sorts of content creators and I saw what they were doing on Instagram and I was like wow that looks that looks really fun you can just have a whole page dedicated to something you're passionate about so that's yeah. actually when I started my Harry Potter Instagram was uh, about a year ago right after wow. we LA for the show and then I, I sort of started out trying to do more like aesthetic Harry Potter posts. Um, and I very quickly realized that was not my niche. That wasn't my thing. Like I, I'm not yeah. good at making pretty photos and stuff. Um, so when I discovered reels, I was like, Oh, I can make videos. I can, this is something that I, I can do. I can't do pretty photos, but I can, I can do <laughs> funny videos <laughs> that's within my skill set. So then, yeah. That yeah. is so cool. Cause I mean, it's so good to hear though, that you kind of started out out with something different and then along you know the way you found out okay maybe that's not what I 100% want to do but you 
you had to go through that to end up where you are right now. And even now, you know, it's not the journey's over, but like you still you're still trying to probably, you know, improve your videos or find new yeah. things to to film. And and that's so cool to hear that it's not just you wake up one morning and you have that brilliant idea and it's all there and you just start out. But it's it's a journey. It's it's not yeah. a what do you say? I'm trying to find the right word, like a it's straight like evolution. path. Yeah. Like it's a like- yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, yeah. So it's, we're, we're still trying to figure out. Yeah. Sorry, what um, were you going to say? Oh, I said it's a learning process. There yeah. Is, and I'm still, I'm still learning things as I'm doing it, which is which is really fun. Um, Michaela, you, so as I watch some of your videos, it's your, are you naturally like, um, do, you clearly have a good sense of humor because a lot of your stuff is, is really, is really <laughs> comedy driven. Is that what you're, you're into? Is that like, if you, as you look for even, other roles because commercials a lot of times too have to have that funny you know element that's like gotcha get you to chuckle and what was that product and then you kind of like do the whole thing is that kind of because uh, i feel like that's that's a lot of what you do um is really gotcha make you laugh really silly kind of I, I don't know just <laughs> every time it's just like it's even if it's not laugh out loud it's all the time i'm always like i'm grinning i'm like that's that's funny that's clever you know <laughs> so yeah, no, that is what um, I do mostly within my acting career is within the commercial sphere. I mostly do comedy. That is okay. what I'm mostly hired for. <laughs> so that is <laughs> become my niche in my acting career is is doing funny commercials, which is nice yeah. because sometimes the commercial work can be I don't want to say boring, but a lot of the times when, you know, the script is just selling a product, it can be more slow. So when there's comedy in it, it then it's really fun. Then you can play with it, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's can awesome. I just say real quick, like, okay, maybe, maybe you have a different favorite video, but like my favorite video that you made is the one I'm trying to find here. The funniest thing Harry said to Snape. Oh, I yeah. just <laughs> so remember reading the scene and I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. <laughs> it was so funny in the way you acted up. So yeah, if you haven't, you know, <laughs> the listeners haven't already, please check out the funniest thing Harry said to Snape by yeah. Magic by Michaela. It's so funny. Thank good. you. It's you know, it's 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 actually. I feel like my job in when I'm making these videos is very easy because there's so much comedy already inherent in those yes. situations in, in the book that we didn't get to see a lot of those scenes in the movie but it's all it's like it's already really funny in the book so then just translating it you know trying to make it funny in a video is is really easy for me because it was it was already hilarious the way it was written yeah 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 uh one that you just did recently was it was like i think it was leia and luke did you just do something on oh yes on like leia yeah and you just kind of clipped up a few different things it was it was funny it was sort of what leia was doing when she was 10 years old versus luke staring down the (laughs) barrel of that lightsaber so He's trying his best. Yeah, I am. I actually, that video just came about because I bought the little droid that Leia has in Kenobi, you know, Lola. And I was like, I really want to make a video with this. So that's sometimes how the ideas come about. It's like something so random that just sort of inspires the video. Right, right. That's amazing. I I love that. And actually, speaking of Star Wars, before uh, Lottie takes back over here, and and I I just have to ask real quickly, do you have a favorite Star Wars movie or or? piece in star because i'm a huge star wars fan i've got my yoda uh this is this is i don't think you can see this behind me i've got like a picture of of yoda from star wars celebration and he's like 
meditating. The force is speaking yeah. to him. The, the title of this, I'll opt Maybe I can send you a screenshot of, or a picture of this later. Down here, it says, train him, I will. And it's sort of like before Luke ever even shows up to, to see Master Yoda, Yoda's already speaking. Like the force is kind of calling out to him and telling him to, to train Luke. But anyway. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, it's sort of a, it's a, it's a crazy thing. But what your favorite uh, movie or even TV series? What, what, what do you like in Star Wars real quick? And this is just guilty pleasure me right now. Oh, no, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I love talking about Star Wars. Um, my favorite movie is definitely Rogue One. Rogue One is just, it's its so well done. You know, it, it's yeah. one of those, I feel like with some of the shows and stuff we get nowadays, it feels almost like they're making this story just to make the story because it's its popular, or, you know, just, just to sort of get, attract viewers to watch it. But Rogue yeah. One is one of those stories that actually just is a story that's trying to say something. It's a story that adds to the universe that after you watch Rogue One and then you go back and watch A New Hope, it, it makes it that much better. So Rogue One, right. oh, such a special place in my heart. And yeah. then I also, I'm a big fan of the shows. So I really love the Clone Wars. I really love Rebels. Ahsoka is my favorite character. So I have a, also oh. a special place in my heart for Clone Wars. Yeah. Okay. That's that's awesome. So yeah, I mean, if you want to do any, I mean, I, I love your Star Wars content. So if you want to, you know, keep doing some more of that, I'll definitely be checking it out because it's just so fun. It's just, it's cool. Like Harry Potter and Star Wars and these, these fandoms that were meant to inspire kids and, and, and whatever they, they just they feel so good together so i was really happy to see that you did both and ahsoka is amazing we're actually doing a rebels uh rewatch lottie's only seen one through six uh and she's working her way through yeah rebels right spoiler now, so. free because i have not seen oh my gosh oh I know. that uh i wish i could experience for the first time again right i know it's crazy <laughs> i'm i'm so stoked for it. we're starting season two now so uh, by the time we get to three and four, oh, Lord have mercy, we're going to be tears. There's going to be all this stuff going on. Uh, uh, let's find it now. <laughs> yeah, but, be prepared. Be emotionally prepared. Right. Um, okay. Two more. Lo- just real quickly. Uh, we need Michaela's favorite. Yes. But wait, wait, wait. I have oh. to apologize real quick because I, I made a mistake because I was talking about that one video. Um, but I was I actually meant um, the one where he he's where Harry said to Snape, uh, no need to call me, uh, sir, professor, or professor. Oh, that yeah. one. It's a okay. little bit older. I just apologize that I, I reference. I mean, both of them are hilarious, but I yeah. just saw that the other day and it's it's back. You you posted that back in August mm. at the end of August. Yeah, that that's was the like, one I'm where sorry. he. I just... Yeah, yeah there. No, uh... See, that was that was my fault because I had titled the video you were referencing. The funniest thing Harry said to Snape and especially on TikTok, people rightfully commented like, no, that's not the funniest thing. The funniest thing was there's no need to call me sir. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's, that's fair. That's, <laughs> I think by when I say funniest, I meant the funniest dumb thing that Harry said yeah. was my nickname is Runal Waslip. The funniest <laughs> clever thing he said was there's no need to call me sir. Have to make that distinction. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh great. i i just love experiencing like the books are the movies are great and we love yeah. them for what they are but going back experiencing yeah. the books again even this chapter oh my gosh i can't wait to dive into it because there's so much stuff that we don't see in the movie so let's quickly talk about your favorite character of the series so my favorite character is luna um but i i do have to i feel like i have to make the distinction I really, I adore Movie Luna. Movie Luna is also one of my favorite characters. But when I say my favorite character is Luna, I'm very specifically talking about book Luna and just her mm-hmm. completely unhinged ideas. She's just, I love Movie Luna, but yeah. I think book Luna is so much more 
unhinged and just so much more off. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> and yeah. I just love that about her. I love that because I feel like in the book when she's so much stranger, the fact that she's unafraid to be herself is much yes. stronger of a quality because you can see why people would be off put by her in the books and she doesn't yeah. care. And I love that about her. Yeah, good point. That is a really good point because, I mean, like you said, Ivana, Ivana Lynch really like I have you read her book by any chance? I haven't. I should do that. It is. I love her. It is really super interesting, super emotional because she dives into very uh, controversial topics there um, mm. about eating disorders and all that kind of stuff. But the insight she gives you on, you know, like mental health and all the how, how she got into. I mean, she was a fan herself right. when she auditioned. She never would have dreamed that she would actually be able to play Luna to um, be Luna for essentially because she said, I mean, a lot of people say that about her. And that's what uh, we we actually just read um, Tom or we're reading Tom Felton's book right, right yeah. now. And he said the producers they try to cast people who are actually the almost like the kids are very close to the characters yeah in real life and they did that natural more organic right and they they kind of embodied some of what those characters some of obviously not all because like like, like michaela's pointing out yeah you've got the book characters can be so different but but there's some of it that they that they definitely uh, tried to put into their casting, which is hard to find you yes. know, kids that you think sort of already kind of embody that. They yeah. did such yeah. a great job. Yeah, especially with casting children. That's, it's really hard. Yeah. And they, they really did a great job with the casting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah especially with Ivana. She, she, yeah. was a, she was a fantastic Luna. Yes. She was amazing. Right, right. Agreed, yeah. yeah. And um, then a little bit more tricky, the question, which character do you identify most with in the books? I, I'm... Oh, okay. Well, this isn't from the books, okay. technically. I mean, this isn't kind of from the books, but the the um, I'm gonna say Newt, Newt from Fantastic Beasts. Oh, so he, he technically is cool. a book character, but his, his oh, yeah. personality from the movies specifically. He's also let's one say of my, from the Wizarding World. Yes, from the yeah, yeah. from the yeah, yeah. I also love animals. I actually worked in a zoology mm-hmm. museum for a few years, and so I totally relate to his magic zoology, you know, yeah. career. Yeah. But just his whole personality. Yes. When I watched Fantastic Beasts, I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. Because I, I, you know, and I feel like not many people may know that about me, because I think especially online and in my videos, I come off as much more like confident, much less awkward. But I'm so awkward in real life. I like can't make eye contact with people. I'm just like, <laughs> sitting in the room, petting the dog while everyone else is socializing. So I just really related to Newt's awkwardness yeah. with people and how much he loved animals. Yeah, I just, I, I, I love him as a character. That was, wow. it was great. Again. And it was great to have such an unconventional, you know, heroic lead of the story. It was yes. just this zoologist who just wanted to go around and help animals. That was great. See, I'm just hearing all this Hufflepuff love yeah. and I just, it <laughs> I just makes my heart happy. So... <laughs> We love it so much and we love Newt so much and we actually yeah. enjoy we really enjoy Fantastic Beasts and we hope that they you know continue it um but for for all our listeners who cannot see it um Michaela has a Niffler and an yeah. owl uh in the shot so yeah. I oh have a little too but he's not here because his leg fell off He's recovering. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember seeing a bow truckle um in one of the shops when we went down this year, earlier this year, we went down to Orlando to go to the Wizarding World uh there and we saw the whole shop was full of stuffed animals and they had different 
because of Fantastic Beasts and when did the last movie come out last year? How long is that ago? When did the uh, Dumbledore come out this year or last? Yeah, year? it was this Pat you, Secrets of Dumbledore. Spring, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, this spring. Yeah. That's right because we watched it together. Yeah, okay, yes, yeah. because that's why it was still full of Fantastic Beasts, um, which was awesome. Yeah, they're they're a favorite part of the movies. They're awesome. Right. <laughs> that's one of the, the best things to come out of the Fantastic Beast movies is all these fantastic creature merchandise that we we can oh, yeah. get. It's just so cute. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. This was so much fun. I wish we could continue this for like another hour. But <laughs> um, we also want to talk a little bit about the chapter. Before we dive into the chapter, though, I have three teeny tiny trivia questions for you Michaela and um they're like I said now that I know you've been to the trivia uh show or like tried out for the show I think they're pretty easy but maybe the third one is a little harder but we'll see Uh, worst memory I studied really hard for the trivia like if you had asked me trivia last year after I'd studied for the show, I would have answered anything, but yeah, like I have the worst memory now. I'm now I'm just like, what, what's his name? Harry, Harry Potter. What? I, so, know. <laughs> <no expectations. laughs> uh, I know I get you though. So that, no pressure. Well, so, so my, my, my forte is like, is, is um, star Wars. And so Lottie kind mm-hmm. of, it's almost like, it's almost like she's the Jedi master and she's training me in Harry Potter. So it's sort of like, <laughs> As we go through this, I'm sort of like, ah, oh, man, I because we're doing the reread because I haven't read the I read the book series numerous uh, times, but I hadn't read it in years. And I was like, we get so caught up watching the movies. It's so easy True. to put it on that we're like, we need to you know, get back in it. So, yeah, she mm-hmm. always is challenging with questions. And half of them I know, half of them I don't. Probably more than <laughs> half I don't know. And I make these, I make crazy guesses, but I'm down. Let's do it. Let's yeah, go. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First question. And this is, um, you know, you're a Ravenclaw, so... <laughs> First question, how do you get into Ravenclaw's common room? Oh, okay. So you have to answer a riddle to get in, which, you know, I feel like I, I love riddles. So that's a very Ravenclaw quality of me. But I yeah. feel like if I was running late to class and I just I forgot my book, I need to run back in to get it. And then I'm asked a riddle. Yeah, I, I, I would be I would be a little mad. I'd be like, no, just let me in. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I am totally with you because I remember reading about that. I forget in which book they mention it, uh, how to get in. But I was like, I was so like embarrassed, almost like I think I would just be stuck outside like Neville all the time. <laughs> I, you know, like riddles are fun, but I, I totally would think for hours until someone comes by and finally lets me in i that could not especially especially under pressure i don't know like like you said you're running late or you really just want to get in and get something real quick or you're tired yeah, really and you just want to go to bed <laughs> uh yeah so that was interesting to me too that they ask you a riddle every every time and i mean how many the good thing is they they explain it later so even if you don't know it and later you find out the right answer because someone some of the other ravenclaws comes by and knows it you have learned you learned something right now now you know yeah i bet all the oh sorry (laughs) i'm just gonna say that that's cool you know encourages that students to work together to figure out riddles and stuff i think that's kind of fun that is actually yes and i bet the ravenclaws now nowadays they can all run around and like ask people riddles and make fun of them. <laughs> not make fun of them that's mean but <laughs> like you know how sometimes people want to want you to tell a joke or ask a riddle or you know mm-hmm. come up with something cool um yeah but I, i'm glad we agree on that <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay, the second one is funny because we actually talked about that person with our um, guest on Thursday. Uh, do you remember what was the name of the old witch Voldemort stole Helga Hufflepuff's cup from? Oh gosh, I, I you know, I, I I I I do, but I have to give a disclaimer. Uh-huh. When I see a word or a name in the book that my brain doesn't know how to pronounce and they didn't say it in the movie, it just kind of goes into my head as gibberish. I could probably spell it for you. It's like Heth Zabaya Smith. Is that how you say her name? It oh literally goes into my brain as like n- not English. The letters just are a jumble of sounds. So I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I couldn't that remember was... that at all. And so, but you're, I think that has to be it, right? Is that... It's it's Hepzibah, I think. Hepzibah Smith. Hepzibah. Okay. Perfect. I mean, totally right answer. <laughs> and I get you because every time I, because I'm not a native speaker and sometimes I see words and I'm like, so, I'm so afraid to say them sometimes. Yeah. People would laugh at me for, for mispronouncing them because I, I, I teach, because I substitute teach and I teach everything from little kid, like elementary kids to high school. And sometimes... They're like, not right away, but throughout a lesson, they will figure out, okay, maybe not completely native speaker. So I'm always afraid that I mispronounce their names or mispronounce certain certain words that they, I don't know, in biology or something. Oh, but yeah, right. I, I get that fear. Your, your English is like so perfect, though. I wish I could speak another language <laughs> the way you could speak you. English. I wish I could even just speak another language. I can't even do that. So I'm <laughs> Hey, I'm amazed. Same, same Michaela. I'm sort of like, like people don't even believe it sometimes. They're like, but they're my family was sort of like, no, you're messing with yeah. us. I'm like, all right, hold on, sweetie, you gotta switch to German so they actually believe us. <laughs> right, because when um, you said you were from Germany, after having heard you speak, I, I was in my head. I was assuming, oh, you must have moved here when you were like five or something. Like your English <laughs> is 100% sounds native. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well. I mean, we're always a product of our environment to some degree, right? So in in Germany, it's just like you get, you have English as one of the main subjects in school starting in third grade. So you have English pretty much the entire school career and you can never get rid of it. Like some students, they hate English and they can never, um, you know... Really, you know, yeah. later on you get to choose certain subjects, but you can never get rid of English. <laughs> so right, right. They're a little upset about that. Well, it, she developed her Midwest accent by coming out here as a foreign exchange student. Right. So. I was a, I was an exchange student cool. and then I studied English in university. So oh, I have wow. a little background in English. <laughs> oh, very cool. But yeah, the, the whole miss it is a very cute sometimes when um a word I'm trying to think of one, but that you you'll say it and it's totally, you know, you know it's not right. And I'm just like, oh, that's just so Oh yeah. For the longest so time he made fun of me for the word situation. I don't know if I know. Oh, say you it. say it great now. Uh, it was back yeah. in the day it was situation. Is that what you said? I forget how oh, you said it, but such a cute pronunciation though. Oh my god. It's hard. Yeah, situation's that. hard. Yeah. There's a few of them. It's just kind of funny. But yeah, so real quick, that he- Hepzibah, is that her name? Hepzibah. Is that the yeah. one? So Voldemort kills or Tom k- kills her mm-hmm. for the cup yes. or something? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yep. Wow. That guy Michaela's here because I, I. <laughs> that is totally not in the movies. Yeah. Right. It yeah. just, I, I, I was like, that's a tough one. I'm, I'm always protective of our guests. I'm a little like, Lottie. I'm like that because I think it's I'm like, I'm so but sorry. You guys I apologize because like I would get nervous if someone said, oh, they're way too easy. You're going to answer no, them in no I time. No, I'm doing the same to you i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) uh okay um the last one for me would be the toughest one oh okay um i'm nervous but maybe you you can figure it out together so you can work together because ez doesn't know the the questions yeah i don't know oh okay 
I come up with them. <laughs> um, do you remember when Neville Longbottom visits his parents at St. Mungo's? Yeah. What does his mom give Neville as a gift? Do you remember? Ooh, yeah, it was a, a, a Drupal's gum wrapper, right? Is that it? Wow. And yeah. you even said the name of the company. Uh, of the, <laughs> yes. Wow. I just have a gum wrapper. I was going to say a piece of paper wow. with something like... Some, I don't Okay. trivia Ooh. champion <laughs> that is awesome. awesome i mean one day my dream is to just ha- host like a little mini trivia podcast episode with a couple yeah. of people oh, that so that would be, be so fun. fun that'd be awesome we could actually make a youtube video out of it yeah that'd be cool because you be could fun. like cut up a lot of like different shorts out of them we could have too. different rounds we could have different rounds you know oh my goodness <laughs> let's do it yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing <laughs> we're just coming up with ideas here on the fly normally oh. Yeah. We would play rock, paper, scissors and, you know, to decide who has to read the summary because it's always <laughs> like so nerve wracking to, to read it. <laughs> to read on camera. <laughs> Take your time. Yeah. Okay. I'll read a little bit and then we're all kind of, I mean, you probably know what's happening in the chapter, but I'm, I'm just going to read it real quick because it's not that long. Chapter four at Flourish and Blots. Harry goes from having the worst summer of all time to having the best summer. Life at the borough was exciting and fun, full of magic and mischief and delicious home-cooked meals. The Weasleys provide what Harry never had, a true family. As the school year at Hogwarts is approaching, Harry and the Weasleys are getting ready for a trip to Diagon Alley to get all their school supplies and most importantly, the entire Lockhart book series at Flourish and Blots. For the first time, Harry is taught how to use flu powder to travel. All he has to do is throw the powder into the fire Step inside the fireplace and say the name of his destination loud and clearly. Unfortunately, Harry's lungs are filled with <laughs> dust and ashes as he is trying to pronounce Diagon Alley. Diagon he Alley. ends up in a strange shop full of dark magical items. Quickly, he hides in a peculiar cabinet when he sees his arch enemy, Draco Malfoy, and his father, Lucius, walk in. It turns out that Lucius is trying to sell some of his possessions to Borgens, the shop owner, because he fears that the Ministry might soon come and search the Malfoy Manor for dark artifacts. Once the Malfoys leave Borgens and Burks, Harry sneaks out of the shop and steps into Nocturne Alley, a cold and sinister place full of mean-looking witches and wizards. But all of a sudden, Harry hears a warm, familiar voice call his name. Hagrid, the groundskeeper, quickly maneuvers his young friend out of Nocturne Alley and into the friendlier Diagon Alley, where they meet back up with the Weasleys and Hermione. After a visit to Gringotts Bank and a short ice cream break, the kids enter the bookshop Flourish and Blots. The place is packed and full of middle-aged witches who can't wait to meet their favorite author and household hero, Gilderoy Lockhart. The good-looking wizard knows how to pose and smile in front of the camera. And as soon as he spots Harry Potter, he doesn't hesitate and drags his fellow celebrity into the spotlight. Lockhart announces that he is going to be Harry's Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher at Hogwarts and generously presents him with free copies of his entire book series. Harry can't wait to get away from the cameras and immediately donates all of his free books to Ginny. Draco Malfoy sees this and walks over to tease Harry that he's got himself a girlfriend and Ron and Ginny that they've got no money. Lucius Malfoy and Arthur Weasley enter the scene and the two fathers get into a real unwittingly fistfight. Ginny's cauldron goes flying and they knock over several shelves until Hagrid steps in and breaks up the fight. Lucius hands Ginny her books back and he and Draco strut out of the shop. Gilroy Lockhart excitedly tries to convince the reporter to include the gentleman's fight on the front page. But Mrs. Weasley is furious and embarrassed, and the whole company makes their way to the leaky cauldron to travel back home. 
So there we go, right? I mean, uh, our, our quick, uh, quick, wow, quick chapter summary. <laughs> um, this this chapter, we're gonna get Michaela's thoughts. We're gonna kind of bounce mm -hmm. around, just get different thoughts, um, just general thoughts, you know, on the chapter and, and what we think, and some some kind of uh, cool takeaways. I want to start with this though, and I don't want Michaela to think that I'm completely crazy, but I like Gilderoy. You know, I know he's a lunatic, and he. <laughs> Do, by the way, do you have any Lockhart uh, content? I think you do, don't you? Do you have any? Have you done oh, anything with him? I haven't, and now that oh. you see that, it's total, that's like a gold mine of, of <laughs> comedy right there. Uh -huh. Right, I'm just uh, yeah. I'm if awesome. you need any ideas, I might be sending you just a few messages here and there. Please do. Because he's a, com I mean, literally a comedian himself. Like it's just, I mean, he doesn't mean to be, but everything about him yeah. is so ridiculous and so <laughs> funny i mean at the end of this like like as when lottie was reading the the summary there i'm like oh yeah he he wants that whole fight to be can we include that in the newspaper i mean just yeah, the guys on a different level when i read that i was like whoa i did i did not remember him you know that little line being in there yeah i feel like as an adult i can much more now appreciate how hilarious lockhart is of a character just, I mean, and even in, in, in later chapters when he's trying to give Harry advice on how to be famous, it's, it's so oh, funny. It yeah. is. Yeah. So yeah. He, so the other thing too, um, Lockhart, I, I want to say this on his, on his, in his defense, people often come after. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And they say, look, you got all those memory charms, all these different things you know, that, that, that he did. He stole these different ideas. But he truly was the five-time, right, the five-time... <laughs> winner of was it which weekly's best smile or something like that yeah. yes right? like that that's on him he that's <laughs> his smile i mean that's not he didn't make that up so <laughs> he didn't memory charm anybody for that all right unless maybe he the first time maybe he did sort of maybe somebody else won it and he actually did go do some memory charm and like just maybe he think was, it was second place and he got second he had, and yeah then he, he switched him or something. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Yeah, I, I just love him so much. I just think he's such a cool dude. And I, I did, like if he wouldn't at the end, had we not have figured out that he at the very end of all of this is, you know, I mean, did some pretty radical stuff and is obliviating people. I'd have been like, all right, he's full of himself. You know, he's a person yeah. who's just full of himself and he's whatever. But yeah, I don't know. So anyway, I love that you said, though, um, that some of the things we didn't catch as much or didn't appreciate as much as kids. And we now go back, read the books and it's totally different. Cause we talk about it all the time since we're both teachers, how our perspective totally switched from how we now see a lot of what the teacher, we, we kind of look at what the teachers do and what, how they come and mm -hmm. how they teach and stuff like that. It's so interesting to go back to your favorite, you know, books you used to love as a, child and you still love it i mean for what it is because you can always go back and find new things it's so crazy that's the, i think that's the great thing is, is that this book is really for all ages because when yes. i was a kid i was definitely reading it from the kid's point of view and mm -hmm. i mean as an adult I'm, I'm still reading it from harry's point of view but there's i can just appreciate so much more i can appreciate 
like McGonagall so much more. I can appreciate the adult characters and their perspectives so much more. And it's like, it's like almost reading a whole new book for the first time. You experience it in such a different way. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you have any initial, like when I asked you if it's okay that we have a little chapter discussion and I announced the chapter to you, you were pretty excited. So do you have any initial thoughts on the chapter? Oh my gosh. I just, the Arthur and Lucy's fight is, yes. is just so, it's so funny. Um, yes. And like, that's another thing that, like I was saying, as an adult, I appreciate even more just, just Arthur completely attacking <laughs> him in the middle of yeah. the bookshop. Uh, you know, that's great. I wish we had gotten more of that side yes. of Arthur and the rest of the books, like, because he, he, he comes off as just this sort of, you know, funny little guy that likes rubber ducks and muggle stuff. And then he's, he's punching a death eater in the face in the middle of a crowded, crowded shop. Like, it's, it's so, oh, so great. Hey, we even hear earlier when Molly's like, you know, be careful getting involved with Lucius Malfoy. And he's like, what, you, you, you think I can take him on? Or... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is so funny now reading that. And it's also hilarious when you earlier that was before I saw your story um I was I actually have it in my notes so we always like you know go on a little drive and we listen to the audiobook and we take like notes on our phones and one of them is the last one is literally says Mr. Weasley and Lucius actually get into a fight can someone make a TikTok about it oh my god that is in my notes and then swear to god yeah. I saw your story and you asked, you know, for what one of the or the next video that you yeah. should make and people should vote. And one of the options was the Lucius and Arthur fight. And obviously yeah. we voted for that one. We love to see that. Oh, my gosh. I have to make it now. Yes, that. please. <laughs> I mean, just the whole there's so much there's so much comedy in reading that and then if you just thinking about it translated to like a movie or video format is just the whole thing of of you know first him punching him and then his one of his sons yelling you know get him dad yeah. it was remember spreader george um and then hagrid coming in and breaking them apart there's just so much yes. comedy scene it yeah. is so awesome i wonder if they did shoot something and then just didn't include the scene because sometimes maybe you know, yeah things... or maybe they did a different version maybe they tried it and it yeah you never know um because i think when i read being a book reader and then when i saw it i was just like wait i mean it's, when it's not there you still sort of as a book reader, you have the knowledge that he did do that. And you're sort of like, ooh, he could have taken, you know, like you, you you believe more in in Arthur. If you'd only ever seen the movies, you don't have that extra lens to kind of go to and know that he's really got it out for Malfoy when he can take him and he'll yeah. jump him and get right. him in a fight, you know? So it's just something that gets, gets cut because he's, you know, in front of his kids, in front of his family, trying to be decent or whatever in, in the film. So it's just interesting. There's two different ways to, to look at it. I love that he unleashes in the book, though. And he's just sort of like, I don't think so. Because, I mean, he's majorly, I mean, his family's getting insulted right there. They're yeah. like, all oh, these kids are getting insulted. It's crazy. Yeah. And what so. I love about it is that the what really sort of triggers him to to go in on is because uh, Lucius is is insulting his family, and then the second he says something about Hermione's parents, you know, about how mm-hmm. oh, and you're associating with these muggles, like how yes. could you so low? That's when he he's like, it's not just defending his family's honor, like he's ready to throw hands for Hermione's muggle parents, which oh my says gosh, a lot of 
character. And I love that. That's such a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. That, yeah. Because I, 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 you're right. That kind of gets lost right at the end. Cause it's sort of rushing towards that point. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, you're like, no, it's 100% cause they're standing back with, um, Mrs. Weasley, aren't they? And they're, we're in line there, right? Yeah. I think Hermione's parents are yeah. there. And so they're definitely in the bookshop. Yeah. yeah Cause he's just, looking at them. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's so cool that they get to go with their daughter, you know, that's yeah. Actually, so, um, Michaela, we were talking about like what, you know, the idea later on, you know, when when Ron and Hermione get together, like how happy is Arthur about the fact that like, because oh he loves talking to Harry about all this kind of stuff. And so he gets Harry right through Jenny and then also like Hermione and her you know, her whole family and stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously she has a close relationship with them. I just feel like I'm, I'm thinking, you know, beyond the book and, and what life was like around their fireplace at the borough did they ever come over you know all that kind oh, of no, stuff he probably well, invited them so like that is so fun to think about that's just so sweet like arthur having such a good time talking to yes hermione's parents that's so sweet yeah. i love that yeah. yeah he's such a lovable character definitely yeah. Yeah, he's, he's one he's one of my favorites yeah <laughs> i mean i think it's hard not to like the weasleys you know this whole yes. thing starts off with them and they're 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 teaching harry so many things i mean th the first half of the series really ron is like leaned on a whole lot for for in terms of like telling them little tidbits that they don't know about yeah. in the wizarding world and i love in deathly hallows that comes full circle sort of like what, what's what's the one babbity rabbity the he's, he's like you don't know oh, the, like, yeah. this character or that character and these different <laughs> things and and it's just kind of funny that that he's the one who grew up in the wizarding world and yes. the other two did not even though hermione is you know smart as attack it's just it's something that if you didn't grow up there called you know culturally you wouldn't know those things so mm -hmm. i love that family so much and ron for all that knowledge so yeah and just at uh, the go ahead no you go ahead oh i was gonna just say at the beginning of this chapter when harry says that line about how you know one there, there's all these different things about the borough about it being a magical house but one of the yeah. most different things for him is that people like him in that yes. house that line makes me sad reading it as as a, yeah. an adult like and fully understanding like oh my gosh this is the first time this boy has known what it's like to be loved in a familial situation yeah but that is i love the weasleys for that for just yes. accepting harry as you know, a, a surrogate child, you know, yeah. sort of adopting him into the family. It was really sweet. Yes. It made me so happy. Like the first part of the chapter and even like last chapter when he, they managed to get him out there and then just the feeling of wind in your hair and leaving it all behind and being free. And then not only like leaving behind the Dursleys but also going to the most loving family on earth probably yeah. that is such a good contrast and shows you like you know right, right. how wonderful they are yeah yeah I yeah for sure because because th there's that bit and then as we're doing like a reread of this and I'm guessing every time people you know every time you read re like reread a series you, you learn something new or you catch something or something stands out and for me I was always a huge fan of Jenny and and Harry like as it as it goes along it's you start to understand Ron and Hermione are getting together and you're like but what about Harry and then Joe pops up and then it's sort of like whoa, whoa wait, what about Joe but but from the get-go yeah. Jenny is there That's and cute. so I'm just thinking from her perspective when Harry hands her all those books in the in the and just like you know does this little side whisper to her like here here are these books and she's been freaking out this whole time yeah. you, you move right past that but if you stop and think for a second what did she look like as he's like handing yeah. those books to her and she's like the cauldron's probably shaking like oh my god like <laughs> <laughs> he just gave me all of his books. I mean, 
I just think it's so cool because she's such a she's just such a little I don't know just a little sweetheart and she just loves mm -hmm. Harry she has a crush on him and I don't know I, I love Jenny so much and so that whole bit is kind of going on last chapter when Ron goes up and they look at his room you see her green eyes and then in this I mean she uh, oh one of the one of my favorite things is when they're sitting at the table and it says that Jenny first she knocked over the porridge or her her yeah her bowl or whatever right and then she goes to put like her elbows on the table and just puts it right in the butter you know she's just like you know and you're like <laughs> and so it's almost like nobody and i can actually just see that it's almost like what if you did that and you put your arm in the your, your elbow in the butter and you just sort of like i hope no one notices i'm hoping no one is you, just, you don't draw attention to yourself you're like let's just ease this out of there <laughs> it's so ridiculous but the oh poor thing. God. I just feel like oh she she's so in love with him and yeah. just crushing hard. It's great. It is it so is cute. the perfect depiction of being eleven and having a crush. Yeah. So mm -hmm. cute. and we get a really good Ginny moment in this chapter because you know you have the whole time she's she's crushing over Harry. She's being very timid and and awkward and so cute. And then um you have the moment where Malfoy comes over and you know starts trying to start stuff with Harry and Ginny just no hesitation immediately stands up to Malfoy yeah. like no fear nothing like the second Malfoy starts insulting Harry she's like you're not going to talk about my man this way like yeah. <laughs> of her personality that we see in later books of her being this like you know sort of fearless Gryffindor right yes. there which I love it is yeah. so awesome. Yep. I, yeah. As soon as he said that, I was like, yep. I, that moment, I love that about her that yeah. you can see because, because Ron or the twins, they say it is so awkward to see Ginny like that because normally she's not like that. She's not as shy. Yeah, but in the first book, you hear her talking like out loud to, to, to her mother and different things. And you hear all these things about like wanting to go on the train and everything. And then it all just gets kind of awkward and weird and quiet when Harry is around and, and we're seeing this from his perspective and he's in her presence. And so, mm -hmm. and they're all probably like freaked out, like what is up with our sister? You know, yeah. she's not who she so normally funny. is. So yeah, it's cool. But um, uh, yeah, a couple other things too. I want to mention uh, thoughts on Percy. I always forget oh, yeah. to mention Percy. So I've been sitting here thinking, don't forget to mention Percy because I feel like he gets forgotten a little bit and I love Percy uh, at the same time, I'm frustrated with Percy throughout the series. But like in this, I forgot. So this is why it was why we do the reread. I was like, why is he spending so much time up in his room doing his thing? And and what's going on? I forgot that he had his little his, his fling. And I always forget her name. What is her name? Penelope. Penelope Cle Clearwater. Clearwater. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's got that whole thing going. And she's on, a Ravenclaw, so. by the way. I think. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think she is. Yeah. Well, yeah. So anyways, that, that's pretty cool. I did the teasing that goes on between. Uh, Fred and George and Percy is is great. Now they can't even really. He's he's acting a little funny, a little weird. It, it's such a, a good because we, we just talked about Jenny. So you talk about Percy and how like love or having a crush or whatever affects you and how it changes mm -hmm. you and the things that you. We all can kind of relate, really you know relate to that and remember what that was like and how we were you know totally bonkers over somebody or whatever. Um, and so he's he's like not even boasting about all of his OWLs and stuff, right? I mean, he's kind of just rolling with it True. and at least we don't read about it yeah yeah no right, right and and fred and george are sort of like what's up you know they're a little <laughs> nervous what's percy up to so and we oh we had a question from michaela too sort of about percy in terms of he is when they say that he's his plan right i think it's this chapter where he his plan is to become minister of magic is that said in this chapter yes i think so right yeah like they're just talking yep. about him for, for a little bit or whatever and everything like the more you come across percy 
and his ambition, it's it's almost like of the Weasleys, he's not only say the least Gryffindorish, but like he's sort of um he's got other different qualities that make him stand out or whatever. I wonder if it's because he's in the middle or or, or whatever, but he definitely has a different sort of um I don't know, like personality. Yeah. We were wondering whether he should he would fit better into Slytherin and not because, you know, he turned against his family or, you know, turned bad, if you want, for, for a little bit. But just because he's so ambitious. Yeah, that I mean, that is a, he's he's a very what would we call it? A, sl- a slither door. A slither, yeah. A gr- Grifferin. Um, no, but yeah, he does. He he does have, I think, a lot of Slytherin qualities, like you said, that the sort of ambition. Um, I think I would say that though out of the two houses, he belongs in Gryffindor, in my opinion, okay. because uh, just because of that moment in Deathly Hallows when he comes back to fight with his family. I I, I feel like yeah. you know just that at the end where he's you know realizing that he sort of went down the wrong path a little bit and he mm-hmm. he's putting his family ahead of anything else you know um i feel like that you know coming back yeah. to fight i feel like that's his his true self and he just got off track a little bit yeah for, for me i mean that's that's such a great thing because it it shows you that even if you yeah like like once if you believe in something or you're led astray or you make a you make a mistake or whatever it's really more about once that's revealed to you once you realize yeah. it yourself and you're sort of like wow okay I mean, truly, that's all something that happens on the inside. That's you self-reflecting, saying, dang, you know, I'm really out here on a limb doing something maybe that I don't think is right. And then coming back and how you respond to it. So you're right. That's actually that's a big that's a big thing for him is is how you respond to, um, you know, that that situation or just the fact that you messed up. Like we all do. We all have moments of weakness and different things. So, you know, when, when you can bounce back from that and say, hey, I'm sorry or just do the right thing then I think, I think you're right. It definitely makes him, that's, that's that true Gryffindor moment. And that's exactly why he was put in that house. So. Yeah. And I almost feel like his, this sort of ambition isn't necessarily an inherent quality. I feel like it's more a product of his upbringing and his Mm -hmm. surroundings. Like he's in this, he, I feel like it's very easy to get lost, you know, when you're in a big family and he's in this family that is constantly looked down on. And, you know, people are very classist toward the Weasleys. They, yeah. they are very look down on them for associating with muggles. So he grew up in this environment where his family is very ridicul- ridiculed in society. So I mm-hmm. think that ambition was more of a reaction to that. Like, he's like, I've got to elevate myself in society because I don't want to go through this for the rest of my life rather than, you know, a lot of maybe Slytherins have ambition because that's who they are. You know, they, they have the ambition to want to do great things, but I think that's not necessarily who Percy is. I think that was a reaction to his experiences. That's such a good point because I always debate whether I, I actually like Percy and I feel a little bad for him because of, I know Fred and George just mean to be funny, but a little bit comes from, you know, a little jealousy because they, Percy and even Ron later on get so much attention from their mom because they have good grades. They uh, get to be prefects and and have like a sort of this um responsibility that they take on. And and mom's very proud of them. And even Bill and and Charlie, um, I think they're both were prefects, right? And the the twins are just the only ones that do something that's a little different. And they always tease Percy because he's he's quiet. He's he likes to study. He likes to be, you know, a leader in in some way, but also like just on his own. He's not as social as the rest. Right. That's at least that's what we get. We don't 
know everything about him. But and I think that's also not a great quality that the or not a great behavior that the we the twins show towards their brother. I mean, yeah. it's just brothers, they're brothers and they will always like, you know, tease one another. But yeah. I think they sometimes go a little too far with yeah. Mercy. Yeah. It's, so yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um Okay, cool. I want to make sure we get that Percy conversation in there because <laughs> I, I always I always fail to to bring him up or when he I, I just sort of sometimes lose track of him. And so and I think that's that's just that's on me. So okay, a couple other things here too, just that sort of and anything that you you want to, you know, just pop in whenever Michaela just on different stuff. Something that as we were listening um today, the hand of glory. Oh yeah, and we were in Bergen and, Bergenson. Yeah, we're bouncing all over the place here. But you know, <laughs> the, like the, the hand of glory, I never I, I guess I just didn't remember, or, you know, because w- when you're podcasting about something or you're making content on it, you sort of pay a little bit more attention when you're doing your reread. You're trying to like yeah. get all those different nuggets. And it has, you can use that thing. I did say you could put a candle in its hand and like the, the light of the candle would only work for you or something. Right. I think. Yeah. So I, I understood it as pretty much everyone else sees darkness, but for you, you, you know, you can light up a room and you would see things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we were kind of wondering like, if the author had some idea, you know how like you said, when you first start writing a series, if you set up a lot of different like cool little nuggets that you could bring back later on or whatever, if there was something down the line that that was meant to be, or maybe it is, and I just don't remember, but uh, I thought it was really cool because I'm like, that's that's kind of awesome. They're always sneaking around Hogwarts and need a bit yeah. of light and they don't want anybody else to see. That's a, that's a great thing to have. Too bad Draco didn't get that, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine? Well, he wasn't. No, okay. I, correct me if I'm wrong. The the hand of glory didn't. He used that. Draco did in the sixth book when he was sneaking the Death Eaters into Hogwarts. Did that's he? That's what I was. He did the oh. Prometheus and Darkness powder, and that's why they couldn't see him. But he had the hand of glory. Oh my I'm goodness! I'm so glad we brought this up because we were wondering. <laughs> yeah, because because he because he because he looks at. It, I'm thinking because I, I honestly, honest, honestly, I could not remember it. And so I, I think you're probably like. totally right i can go look it up for us real quick but um because i'm like that's a cool device like why wouldn't we use that because she like so often does that where there's something happens in book one book two and it's mentioned once or twice and then that bad boy is coming coming in later and we're going to use it so that's awesome i think you're yeah i think you're totally right because he yeah yeah there's a couple other things in borgen and burks in that chapter isn't Mm -hmm. it when um, the, the cabinet he hides in, I, I don't know a hundred percent, but I always assumed that ended up being the vanishing cabinet. That's that what we thought. Six one. And then yes. the first necklace that he, um, you know, gives to mm-hmm. Katie Bell in the sixth book. We oh see the first necklace in yes. this chapter too, which is, I thought was really cool. It is full of little Easter eggs. Yeah. Is, I mean, you're right. Like I only caught the, the cabinet. I'm pretty sure that's, I mean, why would it not be the vanishing yeah. cabinet? How many cabinets are right. uh, in Bergens? And I always forget the name and I'm trying to find it here, but all the words are like, you know, when you're trying to find something really quick, all yeah. of a sudden all the words get blurry and you're like, oh, okay, brain, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, these, all these made up words and names. Yeah. I do yeah. that with Lord of the Rings all the time. Just oh, anytime yeah. there's a name or something, my brain just skips over it. I'm like, I don't know how to pronounce this. <laughs> yeah, same, same. <laughs> Uh, I I run a Lord of the Rings podcast, and I that's actually the joke <laughs> on that podcast is that yeah. Ez doesn't know how to pronounce anything. He's just sort of like ah, blah 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 whatever. It's just that one guy. Um, um, but, yeah, uh, I'm reading the sorry, I'm no. reading the Silmarillion right now, and just anytime there's a name, my brain just puts a, a gap of sound. I just <laughs> I read the sentence, and then there's like a pause where the name is, and then I keep reading because I just don't know how 
to pronounce anything. Uh, wow, Michaela, so not to put you on the spot, but I mean, we might have to circle back. We're going to be doing a reread of the Silmarillion on that <laughs> podcast. I don't know if you got time. You want to come on for a chapter. We'll talk about it later, but no pressure. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, because that, that, there's so many names and terms in that. It's like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Harry, Harry Potter is pretty easy on that, but Borgens and Burks, right? Yeah, yeah. Borg- I uh, got it now. Also, the Hand of Glory is like a real, you know how like you, uh, oftentimes, you know, she pulled things from real life mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, I didn't, the Hand of Glory is a real freaking thing. I had, oh, on, oh, really? on, yeah, it's on, it's a, it's a dried pickled hand of a hanged man and it's on display in some museum and apparently oh. it's got a bunch of lore the candle that will burn a hand holding a candle from the 18th century. So is that like a British wow. artifact? I am. Let me look at the, the source. I wonder here, if but... she saw that somewhere in some museum and she's like, I'm using that for my. That's so interesting. Artifact. I didn't know that was a real thing. Wow. Yeah. And it's been, so since it's been used in a lot of different, you know, things in like supernatural and, and different, you know, cool. um, scary movies and stuff, they've, they've sort of referenced it or whatever. So she, um, yeah, really, uh, Harry Potter is just one of many different things that have, you know, used, uh, you know, used it or whatever for, um, as an, as a special item or a magical item, which is crazy. I, I went to go look at, cause I was trying to look up some of that stuff in, in book six and I was like, wow, they're right there. It freaking is. It's, it's a real, it's a real thing. So oh, wow. oh, that's, that's cool. cool. I never knew that. Yeah. It's a little scary though. I mean, it's sort of like, all right. I mean, that thing is, uh, have you been to the wizarding world, um, of, no, Orlando or or California, McKenna. I have, I have, I've been to, I've been to both. I like the Orlando one better because oh, it's bigger, but I, I live closer to the <laughs> California yeah. one, obviously. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Have you been to uh, Nocturne Alley and Borgens and Burks? I have. So, uh, in January of this year, I actually went to you know the Nocturne Alley section for the first time because before yeah. then I'd only been to the one in Florida, like. 10 years ago before they had that section. So it was really cool seeing Nocturne Alley for the first time. Yes. Really cool it, place. Very immersive. It is. And it really like, it ended up being, you know, not one of my favorite, favorite places, but definitely one of the places I enjoyed staying in the most because it was just so hot. And not, when you walk into Nocturne Alley, all of a sudden everything's so nice and cool and breezy <laughs> and it's just dark. And we just sat, there's a bench on the side. We just sat on that bench for like 10 minutes and just watched other people walk by. Amazing. It was the best thing ever. We got, I think we got ice cream from uh, Fortescue's and then we sat down on that bench and just watched people. That right. sounds like the perfect day. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I think you're right. Like they built that so perfectly and, and you feel like you could step in there and, and you feel like you're in the second movie or even like the, the um, Half-Blood Prince movie. Mm-hmm. It's There's so cool. So, like just all the details and all the moving parts and the sound. And it was really, it, it really feels like you're in the universe. And that's almost it almost made me disappointed with galaxy's edge have you have you been in disneyland or disneyland? i galaxy's have edge? not i want did, did, you didn't like it i have oh no 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 it's not that i didn't okay. like it it was I, I i love galaxy's edge every time i go to disneyland it's one of my favorite places to go to but it i feel like just with a universe as vast as star wars it could have been so much more immersive so when mm-hmm. i it feels a little bare in some places when i went to Diagon Alley for the first time in Orlando, I was like, this feels like I'm in the universe. Yeah. Like I-, I could easily believe I'm 
a wizard in Diagon yeah. Alley compared to I feel like Galaxy's Edge feels a little bit more like this is a very cool part of the theme park, but I don't feel like I'm in the universe. Yeah. Interesting. Right. 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 And so, since we're already there, I know it's just going to keep, uh, we'll get right back to the check. Oh, no. Yeah. So do, have you ever been since, okay, we're talking about Galaxy's Edge a little bit. Have you ever been to uh, Star Wars Celebration, which is. I haven't. Yeah. Okay. Because oh, that was out near you. Um, This past, it was in Anaheim this, this past uh, year, I think in yeah. the, in the spring or whatever. So if it ever comes around, I'm telling being a, as a Star Wars fan, you should, Go check because I've been to numerous of those and they're amazing. I've yet to go to Galaxy's Edge. I really want to, and I'm hoping that's you know freaking amazing, which I'm sure yeah, it, 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 it will be it, to, to some. I, yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. But yeah, if you're get a chance to do that, that would be that'd be awesome. Um. Yeah. So, and I don't really know of any good Harry Potter. Like, there's LeakyCon, right? Or Leaky? Yes, LeakyCon is yeah. one of the biggest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't been to that yet, but that'd be cool to go to too. So. Anyways, yeah, but it's amazing how the how the you know um, how Diagon Alley and everything just really does come to life there, and you, and this is what you know that's where we're at in this chapter, and so it's really kind of uh, if anybody gets a chance to go out there, uh, I just I highly encourage people to to go and just let yourself eat all the candy, eat all the different sweets. Yeah, um, take your time. We actually d- never really went to any other. We walked through the other parts for a little bit, but right. we really spent most of our time in. <laughs> the wizarding world <laughs> yeah the other so. the other the other parts are nice but really can't compare <laughs> yeah i think also especially as an adult when you know i think the the rest of the park's more for kids than the other i don't know maybe i'm i'm wrong and we haven't really looked for the other things but yeah that was definitely the part we enjoyed the most and would yeah. always want to go back to <laughs> Okay, couple more, just two more, right? Maybe, and then we'll kind of uh, wrap up the discussion. I'm, I'm trying to yes. pull them. Oh, in, you highlighted that in, one in point. Want, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to ask that one because I think yes. it's a great question. Yeah. So, um, we met Lockhart in the bookshop, and I, you know, at this point, we still don't know that he's totally a fraud, and it's not his, actually, not his works. Um, but would you have your book signed by Lockhart? <laughs> um, if you were in the bookshop and you saw him and you you know we all believe right now at this point we believe he did and wrote all these different things yeah I mean as much as I would love to say no 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 that's an, I'm I'm above that I don't need my books I would <laughs> I would absolutely be someone in in the bookshop who's getting my book signed because right you so said we don't know he's a fraud you think he did all these incredibly yeah. heroic things and on top of right. that he has a very beautiful smile I would I would have I probably would have fallen for it. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. I mean, because, he, uh, yeah, he's, I, again, he's very likable. One of the things, so we also do short videos um, just on our YouTube page, Harry Potter Hangout, and on, on TikTok. And one that I was thinking of today as we were listening to the chapter, I was like, how how did he completely ob- obliviate those people? Like, is is Lockhart as bad as we think he is? Like, is he really that bad? I don't know. Like, did you look it up? Is he really? No, I was just trying to, oh. you know, in the car, I was trying to tell Ez, he's like, oh, Lockhart is actually really cool. And I was like, you realize he like destroyed people's lives because he <laughs> obliviated them. And Ez was like, I don't know if he really did obliviate everything. You know, if it's just that one part of their lives, maybe it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm trying to justify it. It's terrible. I'm a terrible person. You wouldn't expect this from a Hufflepuff, but there's just, I think it's just the comedy that I like. I like him so much, and I just sort of You're wish just he. Compassionate and. Yeah, I, I, I I'm, I'm waiting for like a redemption arc coming out of Saint Mungo's. I'm waiting for him to like <laughs> come back and sort of you know have some redeeming, you know, thing. I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, he's charismatic. He's a charismatic character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we did all kind of feel bad for him when we met him in St. Mungo's. Yeah, later it's a little like, bit. A, you, you forget about him and then he's like, you're like, oh, well, like yeah. you did that to yourself, dude. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. then it makes you think about all the things that he did to those other people and you're like, eh, it's pretty bad. It's just sort of a weird... And it's a little heartbreaking because, you know, it reminds you a lot of um, Alzheimer's disease and how people like, you know, forget oh, yeah. everything about their lives, which is terrible. And yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, him with his character, you kind of feel like he deserved it. But at the same time, then you can't help yourself and feel bad for him. Yeah, yeah. Can they not reverse any of that stuff? Like, is St. Mungo, like, that was the thing, right? He just had, he really couldn't. It was so bad. That is so interesting. Sorry that you say that. I know it's totally off topic, yes, but sir. isn't it, isn't it like one of the big mysteries in the Department of Mysteries where it's about the brain and everything? And I mean, oh. because memories are something with the brain and there's so much they still probably don't know and different magic they that is i mean memory charms are really difficult to perform aren't they like that the probably i mean because doesn't hermione like does it to her parents but it's not like full on it's just erasing the memory of her specifically right yes so Yeah. yeah i don't know anyway i just hope it's just sort of, you know, I don't know. I, I'm that guy who halfway roots for him, but at the same time, he's he did some pretty terrible things, and I don't know. Hey, what actually though? His books still have, as Molly will say later on, isn't it? Doesn't it? Um, when they're at Grimwood Place, doesn't she still reference one of Lockhart's? I books? think she does. Yeah, she does. Yeah. yeah. So they still come in handy. <laughs> right. Right. So whoever he was copying off of, or whoever came up right. with those actual ideas, they they, they were really good. So. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like it is easier to feel um, sympathy for characters if we saw that they've sort of gotten what they deserved. Like we, we yeah. he ended up in you know Saint Mungo's with his memory loss, so it's kind of when you go back and look, you don't feel as sort of you you feel a little less um, angry at him, knowing that in yeah. the end he sort of got what was coming for him. Compared to say a character like Umbridge, we never saw her get what she deserved you know i'm sure at the end of the book maybe there was some sort of prosecution or not i don't know for what she did yeah. but you never really saw, except for the part with the centaurs but when we saw her in deathly hallows and she was prosecuting muggleborns and everything yeah. we never really saw her get justice so it's oh it's yeah. Yeah, true. stronger yeah. true true she's like one of the most terrible person people in <laughs> in the potterverse i i can't remember so well um, written but yeah. Yeah. So, Michaela, have you ever seen uh, what is it called, Downton Abbey, by chance? The. No. Okay. Okay. So, because if uh, uh, Maggie Smith, who plays McGonagall, she's in that, and she, uh, yeah, she, she's in it. And at one point, I forget the actress's name who plays Umbridge. They meet each other again. Uh, in oh. no, so, not to spoil, uh, you know, it's been out for a long time, but like, yeah, they 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 meet each other and they have a really cool conversation, yeah. and it's totally a reference to to Harry Potter and the last time they were on screen together. Oh my gosh, a, I need to watch that. I have yeah, to go watch that. That's great. We were cool. Thinking about turning that into a TikTok. I don't know. I I think we have not because we couldn't pull any footage from the internet. Yeah, <laughs> there was nothing posted yet. I mean, we're we can probably yeah. 
but <laughs> but it was it was fun it was it was cool because we saw it, we our jaws were like what I, it like it was just so cool to see those two back on screen together and and stuff because the actress does a great job uh por- oh, por- yeah. portraying oh my gosh Umbridge. she's so great and we always have to be careful when people say you know you hate umbridge but you gotta love the actress like you know yeah the character is awful but she plays her so well that you can't help yourself but you know dislike it, that person she was she yeah. absolutely perfect job nailed in it that, yep. that role, yeah yeah um okay any other questions about the chapter any other thoughts or points there i mean Got the, last thoughts maybe we go around the horn just last thoughts on this chapter and then yeah, that was a. It was just so awesome to go back and read it because it was full of things I couldn't remember. Because, you, like you said, sometimes we just watch the movies more than we read the books, and then it, you remember because it's like the actual pictures. Sometimes those are the ones that get stuck in your head, and you can't remember all the stuff that actually happened. And I love like things like um, how we start off in you know in the borough, and and life is so awesome there, and then how Lockhart actually I, I forgot that he announced that he's going to be the teacher at Flourish and Bl- no one knew like that was right. the first time he actually said it in public he's going to be uh, the new DADA teacher and then the whole you know whole thing with uh Lucius and and um Arthur that was so awesome yeah. yeah so great chapter yeah great chapter yeah Michaela just sort of final thoughts on on this chapter and big takeaways I think um one of one of the, the thing I always remember when reading this chapter is is one of the things that was just a tiny change that they did in the movies was in the book when Harry's you know gets out in Borgen and Burks and and he, the Weasleys don't know where he is when they reunite with him. They're obviously very frantic. You know, Mrs. Weasley is like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I hope you're, you're like, are you okay? And they were, they were searching for him all over. And I, I understand why it's like this in the movies because you, you gotta, you gotta condense it down, but it's, it was always really, really funny to me because when this happens in the movies, um, Hagrid, you know, and Hermione sort of drop him off at Flourish and Blots and Mrs. Weasley's just standing there in line for Lockhart. Like she yeah. wasn't even looking for Harry. And then she's like, right. oh, Harry, oh, I'm glad you're okay. Okay, let's right. get the autograph. It's so, it's just so <laughs> funny to me because in the movie, she wasn't even, she was like, where's Harry? Ah, let's, let's go, let's go see Lockhart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're so right. That's oh, true. What they were intending like they weren't intending to make it like that mrs weasley didn't care where harry was it was just like you know you can't include every single scene um so we have to just cut to her in the in the right. books but it that's that's always just so funny to me how how frantic they are looking for harry in the books versus in the in the movies they're just they're just waiting to get their autographs they don't care where he is they don't care. yeah <laughs> they're they're out yeah that's that's a good point because yeah we to- totally they just have to condense it yeah. down and so yeah. she's standing there transfixed by you know, Gilderoy. Every time I read that chapter, I always remember that scene in the movie and I crack up because it's just, it's, <laughs> it's so funny to me. Yeah. 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 And, and for me, it's just a big, it's this is another big, every time you go to Diagon Alley, it's so mm-hmm. much fun. It's so awesome. You go to a, maybe a different shop, you learn a little bit, something new. And that's exactly what this, you know, book two just sort of expands on book one so well and yeah. it just sort of builds out the world and it's just it's great and so. i think it's the ever i mean we enjoy the big story with harry and and Voldemort too 
But what makes the book so great is the everyday life of a wizard and a witch, you know, like the just gro not grocery, but like book shopping or, you know, shopping for your school supplies or everyday life at the borough. I I mean, everyone says they could read a lot of books and books and chapters and chapters just about oh, either yeah. the normal school life or the life of the Weasleys, the life of the Marauders at school, like just yeah. everyday life. Give us more. That's all we want. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's I feel like the best books and movies, the best stories do that. The where the universe can stand on its own outside of the story that's being told. Like the world building is just so present. Like, you yes. know, for, for Lord of the Rings, for I think a lot of people say this with we were talking about Avatar The Last Airbender, you know, you get yeah. so many of these slice of life episodes yeah. that the whole world exists outside of the story. And that's I think that's really solid storytelling when that happens. Oh my goodness, yes. True, now true. that you mention it, you sneaked in some Star Wars stuff, so I'm going to sneak in. Who's your favorite Avatar character? Oh my gosh, um, Toph. I was yes. I was obsessed with Toph as a child. <laughs> She's my favorite. I My first sort of cosplay that I ever did was Toph when I was a kid. Oh my goodness, that's so cool. Who's your favorite character? So it's so funny. I started out loving Katara, and mm -hmm. then I as the series continued it shifted towards Toph because I I just appreciated her so much more even though Katara, I still like Katara but she was not my number one favorite anymore after she I mean she yeah she went through her own stuff but I could identify not that I totally identify with Toph or anything but just like the way she she sees the world is so unique yeah and the straightforwardness with with ang and and just her i just love her so much yeah she's amazing yeah <laughs> yeah if you if you I, I was just looking through your instagram again and i i remembered you is this is that an av is that an avatar character? yes that's one of the kyoshi the... um that's pro oh yes i was um suki, suki yeah yes suki's was... suki's awesome too because she's not a bender but she is she's mm -hmm. doesn't she kind of like <laughs> yeah okay yeah 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 she's she, okay i'm trying to remember because i have only seen it once lottie introduced me to the last airbender mm -hmm. and i was like this uncle iroh i was like oh that's true actually oh Iroh's, my he's the best uh, yeah, oh I, I i i cry i i cry i haven't cried at, at, in a cartoon animated series <laughs> since rebels and i was like okay uh this is this is amazing so yeah i get it yeah. uh, but Okay, awesome. All right, but yeah, yeah. we don't want to steal any more of your time, Michaela. This was so much fun. Honestly, my heart is filled with joy that we got you on here. Thank and you so much for having me on. It was so much fun. Yeah. I mean, that was, we had the best time. We always have the best time when we have guests because it's so much fun to get to know new people and get to hear their perspectives. So, yeah. And one more time, if you wouldn't mind, just where can folks uh, find you again oh, yeah. over on the internet? I am uh, magic by Michaela. That's okay. I'm going to, it's M-I-K-A-I-L-A because my name is spelled a little, a little weird. It's not the normal Michaela spelling. My mom is not from this country. She did not know how to spell it. She just sounded it out when she named me. So that's, that's what we awesome. Got. <laughs> oh, I feel her. <laughs> I know what it feels like. Where's, where's your mom from? She's from Hong Kong. Oh, really? Oh, awesome. Have you ever been to Hong Kong? I have. I love Hong Kong. I have been. Um, I did a little bit of traveling in between my bachelor's and my master's degree, and I went from like England and then over to Asia, and I went to um Seoul and Hong Kong and Vietnam, and like oh, Hong Kong was so much fun. It's just yeah. awesome. 
such such a cool place. That's so cool though. Yeah. So you you still have family there? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So That's I got awesome. to visit this as a kid, which was nice. Yeah. Wow. That's that awesome. is so cool. You have to go sometime. I, yeah, I definitely, it's on my list. Uh, Lottie's got me, we've got a travel list. It's, it's long. So <laughs> we're, we're heading that way. Um, say so, uh, just for folks, for listeners and everyone, we will leave links to all that down in the description. So we'll have links to all your stuff down in our description and, uh, and we'll be sharing it, uh, you know, on, on the socials. So, yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks again, Michaela. You Thank are you wonderful. So <laughs> okay. Just want to say thanks again to Michaela. Uh, wonderful that she was willing to kind of come onto our podcast and chat with us. She is very positive. Such a sweet person. Yeah. She's so, so nice. And it was just really good chatting with her. Um, hopefully we'll get a chance to have her back on this show or maybe even on other shows that we produce. It was just, um, again, just you could tell by the content sh- that she produces and just who she is that she's a very sweet uh, and, and just good, wholesome person, you yes, know, down to earth. Absolutely. And it was just really great talking to her. And so. one day, maybe, you know, you never know. Maybe she will show up uh, at w- one Star Wars celebration or LakeyCon. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe we'll meet her in person someday and say thank you in person for, for just uh, hanging out with us today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. So, yeah, thanks again, Michaela. All right, friends. Well, that's all for this week. Thanks for tuning in to Shell Cottage Radio 94.7 COZY. We hope you'll join us in the future. We thoroughly enjoy meeting new positive Potter people that don't behave like babbling, bumbling bands of baboons. Baboons. If you don't want to miss out on the next episode, then be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us that review. Follow over on social media at Fleur and Bill. Uh-huh. And if you truly enjoy our content, consider supporting our growing wizarding family on Patreon or Apple Premium. You will find all the links down below. Thank you so much to all our current patrons. We appreciate you to Pluto and back. Next week, we will talk about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Chapter 5, The Whomping Willow. Make sure to tune back in next time. And until then... Have a great rest of your week. Thanks again for joining Blur's Book Club in their little shell cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home. Thanks again for joining Blur's Book Club in their shill <laughs> shil cottage. Uh, bunch, of, bunch of Harry Potter shills. Knox. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.